traveling, it's hard to go long distances without having to stretch, go to the bathroom, get something to drink, let your dogs out for a walk. Many people take advantage of the rest areas along interstates, but there are times when they can be dangerous. This is episode 76. Hello, hello. Welcome to Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat. This is Kelly, and I'm here to bring you a couple horrific cases. Um, This will probably be up early for a couple days on Spotify subscription and Patreon, and it will probably drop on my uh, podcast, the podcast, um, maybe Saturday morning, um, the 16th. So I just wanted to, it might be Friday night, Saturday morning, but I wanted to um, do some shout outs. I want to thank you, thank Stacy for your subscription. Thank you so much. And I hope you are enjoying the goodies you got in the mail and the extra content, the bonus episodes. And from your feedback, it sounds like you are. There's a Q&A feature on Spotify. For some reason, if any podcasters are out there listening to this, do you know how to, like, I can't find out how to reply to someone's comment on the Q&A. It doesn't come up to reply. Um, so I want to thank Stacy. I love your comments on there. I just, for some reason, cannot respond. <laughs> so um, I also want to do another shout out. If there's any podcasters out there who want to promote your podcast, or you have a YouTube channel, a blog, and you want to promote it, Feedspot is a good place to do that. The uh, website is podcasts, that's podcasts with an S at the end, dot feedspot.com. And I'll have the uh, link in the show notes as well. So um, I wanted to give them a shout out and they are really cool with uh, submitting your podcast to them or whatever you have to promote. And um, it's really, really cool. So I am drinking Java Mama chocolate peanut butter truffle. And I'm telling you what, this is like drinking a, uh, it's like a Reese cup. And I have water up here as well, because there's sometimes when my throat gets dry. Uh, It's crystal light lemonade. Yum. Because I got to have that too. (laughs) Mm. Oh, that coffee is just so good. Okay. I will have the link in the show notes as well for Java Mama, which is green and clean. Better for your gut. We also have wonderful tea. If you know that tea lover out there, we've got the 12 days of tea. 12 days of Chris, of coffees and 12 days of cocos. I'm pretty sure we have the cocos as well. And um, you also get a flight. So if you order, not for the 12 days, but let's say you order a coffee, uh, you get three for a 15% discount. Same with teas and same with cocos, but you can't mix and match. So you got to get all three teas, all three cocos or all three coffees. So, um, but the tea is wonderful, especially with the cool weather coming up. I just love a nice cup of tea at night, especially, um, herbal tea with no caffeine. Some of ours have caffeine, some don't. So, um, 
Okay, now to these cases I have for you today. Um, I'm going to read off my um, sources as I go. I've got the Panagraph as a source and findagrave.com. And this is a very sad story. Um, I knew a relative of this girl, of this first one, and um, it really stuck with me ever since it happened. Um, it's not, th these cases are not very long. That's why I've got more than one. But her name is Heather Tomich. She was born March 2nd of 1974 in Canton, Illinois. She was the daughter of a reverend. Her father's name was Joe and her mother's name was Debbie. Now she was just a very loving person and she was on her way to comfort a friend. She had a friend whose father had passed and um, she was traveling and I don't know if I got, it's probably here in my notes of her distance of where she was going, but she was um, traveling outside of Pontiac and I'm not, that's going to come up as well because I've got my notes like all over. So um, she stopped at a rest area at 1 a.m. Um, she's from Canton, so she's from Canton and she was traveling Pontiac to outside Pontiac. I'd say Pontiac's, oh, oh, well from Canton maybe an hour and a half. I might be wrong about that. It could be an hour drive, hour and a half drive. Um, but she was found at a rest area or she had stopped at a rest area at I-55, two miles south of Pontiac, Illinois. Sorry, I don't know what time it was. I had 1 a.m. written down here, but that wasn't that wasn't when she arrived there. Um, I-55, two miles south of Pontiac, Illinois, and um, she was found at 1 a.m. in the, uh, that morning. Um, like I said, she was a beautiful, vibrant woman an attendant for American Eagle Airlines, a 1998 graduate of Western Illinois University at Carbondale with a bachelor's in elementary education. Come Lottie honors. Come Lottie honors, if I'm saying that right. I'm not even sure if I'm saying law. I think it's magna cum laude, if that's correct. Um, so she had a wonderful future, a wonderful future. Now, what happened to her which is so sad and I wish I could have gotten more information on her but this is the part that really upsets me there was a guy named Kevin Bray he was 28 from Wapella Illinois he was born March 1st of 1972 now he had a history of trouble he was sentenced to five years in prison in 1998 for burglarizing the Wapella post office it happened in 95 but Kevin violated his probation by not attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Now, this is a government place, the post office. This is, if you're burglarizing the post office, I would think that would be something very, very um, serious. And, um, but he was sentenced to five years. Um, he was charged with domestic battery in October 1997. He was also charged with unlawful restraint and sexual assault. He got one year in jail for the domestic battery charge. He was paroled March of 2000. And since 1989, he had charges filed in 34 cases from traffic violations to felonies. 
So I will have a photo up to, there was a um, newspaper article on that, that he was um, paroled at this time. Uh, Chicagotribune.com is another source. Kevin saw Heather on the interstate and followed her to the rest area and into the bathroom where he beat her to death. There was no motive. There was no indication of road rage. We have no idea why this happened. Um, it's very sad with someone. Um, I mean, I don't understand how anybody could do this. I don't understand how you could just follow somebody by random, stop at a rest area, and go into the bathroom and beat him to death. And from what I read, there was a big, big amount of blood in this restroom. A motorist found this girl. And I can't imagine walking in on that. Um, but she was found at 1 a.m. It was an anonymous 911 call. And that had to have been horrific. I don't understand why, but I did read and I could not find this. And I remember when this happened and it, it had come out in our local paper. I could not find it anywhere because every source I found said they were not mentioning how they were linked to Kevin Bray as Heather's murderer. And I remember this coming out that his cell phone or something had dropped and he, it was left in the bathroom. Something was left in that bathroom and I thought it was the cell phone. Now I could be wrong. I don't want to give wrong information, but I swear, swear that is what happened because I remember reading this article and it scared, it just really scared me to ever go into a rest area. And I remember thinking, boy, it's a good thing he dropped that phone. Otherwise, who knows if they, when they would have caught him, you know, that's just what I was thinking. Um, but like I said, Heather was a beautiful, vibrant woman, very caring to go to her friend's place. I don't know if it was a hospital she was going to or her friend whose father had passed away. Um, and this was late at night. Uh, like I said, I mean, it was later probably when she was traveling, but for someone to go comfort their friend like this, and then for this to happen is just uh, unimaginable. I just, I, I, to me, it just, I, I don't know the word, but, um, he is in prison and will not get out from what I read on my sources that he is life in in prison. I know that they had victim impact statements. Um, and one said that he kicked and beat her to death and that was it. I don't know how any other details, which I'm, I really didn't want to know any details because I guess when they were reading it in court, some of the family members and friends or, uh, had to leave when they were getting into that. And that's one reason right there. I don't think I could serve on a jury that has to do with one, with a case like this. Cause I think it would, it would just, I don't know. I don't know how I would do it. I don't think I could get through it, but um, it's so sad. And I don't know much more about her case. Um, if anybody is interested, you can always look up Kevin Bray. That's B-R-A-Y from Wapella or Pontiac, Illinois, but it's uh, W-A-P-E-L-L-A. Heather Tomich, her name it will be right here on my title. Uh, Canton, Illinois. She died January 18th, 2001. And that's when all of this happened. Um, 
she was found at 1 a.m. So I'm, I'm wondering if it was the night of the 17th of January of 2001. But um, my heart goes out to her family, all of her family and all of her friends, because this is one senseless, horrible crime. And her whole family has just been just grieving all these years for the, for her and her friends. So I wanted to tell her story. And then as I was looking up, I ran into another one. Okay. My sources for this one are rstar.com, legacy.com, and it is about Todd Hensmeyer. Hensmeyer. This is going to tie into another case. So I'm going to have two cases right here together. Um, Todd graduated high school and first, well, first of all, he was born April 2nd of 1977 in Beloit, Wisconsin. That's where he was born. He graduated high school in 1995 and attended Rock Valley College. Now he was in Rock, Rockford, Illinois. Now Rockford, Illinois is up toward the top, close to top of Illinois, close to Wisconsin. Um, he was beginning his career as an insurance agent and he was involved heavily in his community at 37 years old. Um, he had an old friend of 23 years, high school friend named Terrence Dottie. Now Terrence was six foot two inches tall and 240 pounds. So he's a big guy. And um, Todd would always have him over at his family gatherings and many Thanksgiving dinners. Um, he would open his home to him. Even though Todd's family never really liked Terrence much, Todd was the fun-loving person and opened his home to him after he had been estranged from his wife. Now, later they were divorced, but he at this time they were estranged, Terrence was. And um, Terrence's wife said that he took money from her and she was attacked after asking him about it. So I don't know exactly what all he did to her. I know he probably... I'm thinking just be, I, I'm thinking beat her up. I don't know if he actually did anything to um, try to kill her, but she was attacked. Now, Todd notified Terrence's father by email and told him that his son needed help. Um, and that, he, you know, he wasn't doing well and he needed help. And I never, I mean, he was even trying to reach out to his family, to Terrence's family. And uh, so that's... Um, I'm not sure exactly if he got a response back. But Terrence, or sorry, on 6, sorry, I got to get the right name, Todd and Terrence. On June 30th, 2014, at 5.35 a.m., Todd's body was found. Partially burned, stabbed, and beaten. Now, he died of traumatic head and neck injuries, and that's what his, um, what the coroner report said. He was under his desk. Terrence killed him after Todd asked him about his stolen ATM card. Terrence had stole his friend's ATM card. He had a gambling problem, and that's where all this was, you know, the money being taken from his wife, the ATM card. Now, I did find out that he worked at a call center for the past six years. So, after he killed Terrence, he left Rockford and Todd's... I mean, after he killed Todd, excuse me. He, oh, man. He left Rockford in Todd's car. 
and arrived at Willow Creek Rest Area. Now this is south of Rockford. And this is on Interstate 39, south of Rockford. And this was, um, this here happened on July 1st. Um, now when he killed, I thought I had the year written down. But maybe not. If I said it, I don't remember. Yeah, 20, oh, June 30th. Sorry, June 30th. I'm getting confused on here because I got so many cases. Okay, so June 30th is when he killed Terrence Dottie murdered Todd. So this is July 1st at 6.30 a.m. And my source here is newsgazette.com. He was looking for jumper cables and he stayed, he stayed in Todd's car for almost the entire day at this rest area. He'd be entering and exiting the facility. There was a security camera up. So they would see him entering, exiting, walking around, sitting in the car. Um, so I'm thinking that, yeah, the car was not running anymore. Mm. Okay, coffee break here. Tanya Bargman, 44 years old, had been at a work conference and she was coming from Milwaukee to Monticello, Illinois, where she lived. So she was traveling back home. She stopped to use the bathroom at the rest area right before 7 o'clock p.m. Tanya went to the restroom. Now, this is all on security camera. Tanya went to the restroom. Terrence checked the doors to see if anyone was coming. He grabbed Tanya from behind, slammed her to the floor, smacking her head on the tile. This was in the restroom. Smacking her head into the tile, he pushed his knee into to her, grabbed her neck, and dragged her into the family restroom. Okay, so this must have been just outside the restroom. I was thinking it was right in. The restroom now the a family restroom i'm thinking is where it's just one stall if I'm, or one toilet i could be wrong but usually family restrooms there's only one so you just go in and the security camera is not inside of that restroom area where you're actually going to the bathroom so um not so the security camera was not taking footage inside there so they do not have this on camera, what happened to her. But the coroner's report found that he stuffed her head into a toilet and she died of asphyxiation and drowning. So she was still alive when he did this. Terrence left. Trying to lock the door of that restroom multiple times and then giving up. I, I guess he was trying to lock it from the in, from the outside, it sounds like, or inside and then... So no one can get in to find her. Oh my gosh. So then he gave up, took off in Tanya's car. He also took her credit cards. He threw her cell phone out, out of the car and I guess into the grass because he didn't think people would find it. Um, and then of course, I thought maybe he did it because of tracking, trying to track the phone. But um, he just, he took off, crashed into a tree near Beloit, Wisconsin which is kind of ironic because that's where Todd, when I read, started this at the beginning, that's where Todd was born. Um, he was arrested on July 4th. Tanya had just celebrated 25 years of marriage a week before this happened. These are senseless killings, all of them. Terrence was such a coward that he skipped the entire proceeding at trial where the
the victims came out and did their statements from Tanya's family and Todd's family. He did not want to face this family. And it's like, okay, coward, you can do all this other stuff, but then you can't face them. (sighs) That I was like, okay, all of this just makes no sense to me at all. Now, of course, he did it for, uh, he killed her for her car. Why do you have to kill these people? Why didn't he just take the car and go? Um, He could have just taken her purse or taken the keys or something and just left. But senseless killings and these cases really make me so weird about rest areas. Of course, I don't travel on my own. But even if I did, oh my gosh, if I'd have to stop, I wouldn't stop at a rest area unless I absolutely had to. And then, um, and this, this was at seven o'clock and it was in the summer. So it was still been daylight. You know, it wasn't, I don't know. I just, now I don't mind. It's, I guess it's, it's not as bad, I guess, if there's a lot of people there, but it's just, I really don't like going into rest areas um, because when I hear of things like this, so um, not to freak everybody out about going to a rest area, but just watch your back, be aware of your surroundings. And this kind of sounds a little bit funny, but I purchased on Amazon really cheap, a little to go bathroom for travel. bathroom in quotes it's not bathroom but it's like a jug and um I did I I purchased one of those just in case we got stuck in traffic and I had to go to the bathroom of course my husband would be like you're not using this in my truck (laughs) so I went ahead and bought it anyway because you never know take something with you if you really really have to go I mean it would be like desperate but um just be aware of your surroundings. Maybe try to go to one where there's a lot of people. And early in the day, maybe. Um, I know like this one was still in the daylight. It's just so, such a sad, sad thing where you can't even go to a rest area when you're traveling to go to the bathroom. Um, or like I do a lot, try to go to a McDonald's or something. I've even done that. But it's just sad. So I just wanted to tell these cases. Heather was the one that I really wanted to tell. And then I ran onto these other ones and I'm like, this is messed up. When I was reading about the, you know, Todd and then the Tanya and I'm like, wait a minute, are these connected? And then as I got more into them, I was able to find out the trail of this guy and what he did. And like I said, with Heather's uh, case, there was no motive which is the weirdest thing of all to me. I just think that is the strangest thing. I don't know what this guy was, what was going on in his head when he was following her. There was no road rage, nothing. So people are scary. I mean, very scary. I guess that's why I like animals more. (laughs) So, okay. Um, Let me see. What do I have to follow up with? I have been still watching a little bit of Homicide for the Holidays on Peacock. I think I talked about that before. There was something else I thought I was going to 
Oh, I started watching, which I didn't even know it was new. It's the Boston murder of, now I can't remember the name of it, of course. It was on Max, because I think it's HBO. Because when you get Max, you get HBO also with it, which is pretty cool. And there's a document, and it's really good. Every episode on Monday, so all the episodes aren't on it, but there's two on there now, and they drop every Monday on there. It's the episode, and Going West, I think it was Going West, one of my favorite podcasts, just did an episode on this couple where the guy, their last name is Stuart, and he shot his pregnant wife in the car right there in Boston, and, um, oh, I cannot think of, Mission Hill, I think is the name of the town, and it is good. It shows all kinds of things, how they, they, um, the husband did it if everybody remembers this case and then he blamed an African-American man who actually fit all the descriptions, even down to the clothes that, that this husband told what he was wearing and they arrested him and he didn't even do it. Yeah. He was in trouble with the law before for like robbery and theft, but he didn't even do it. So there's a lot, a lot of information on this. And I've got two episodes in because that's all that's on there so I cannot wait for Monday to watch the next one it is good and they talked to all the people a lot of the people were kids at the time this happened in Mission Hill they were like 14 15 and now they're adults and talking about how they were treated um questioned they're 14 year old kids they didn't even know what was going on so it's good it is a good one check that one out and I think it's like murder in Boston or Something like that's the name of it. Oh, no, I wish I could remember. But the, the, the family's name is Stewart, is their last name, S-T-U-A-R-T. And I remember this case. I, I just, I, I remember it because it, back in, I think it was in 1989. It happened in the late 80s. And it may have been in 1990 where there was a TV movie of it. And that's how I remember it because I remember that TV movie and me and my stepmom would sit and watch, me and my stepmom watched all this stuff because she was always into true crime like I was. And I remember we watched that. What, what a story though. Oh my gosh. So that's highly recommended, but that is, and that's on Max. Um, or look up that um, episode on Going West. Uh, which is a very good podcast. And um, I just got done. Okay, I was watching that. It seemed like I was watching something else. I hate this one. I'm trying to remember what I was watching because I try to recommend. I don't have Netflix anymore. So I'm not able to see anything uh, on there. Um, I tried watching that Showtime series called The Curse. I got one episode in and was done. I'm like, okay, no, this is not for me. Uh, that's Emma Stone is in that and it just did not it was not my thing it depends on if anybody else has watched it and liked it let me know what you thought because it was not my thing but I did see where there is a biopic movie coming out of the band Millie Vanilli and it's got all of the in-depth um now the documentaries on Paramount Plus that's highly recommended they go in depth of what happened to them all the people that knew about the scandal knew what was going on with the lip syncing and did not do anything. And these guys were just thrown out like garbage from all of their friends, all of their fans, all of the, all of the music executives, all of them. And the movie is coming out in Germany 
next week on the 21st. It's in English, but the, it's it looks like it's dubbed over in German. So, but there is an English version. I'm not sure when that's coming to the United States, but I'm hoping soon because the movie looks awesome. And they got two guys, just like the real guys of Millie Vanilli, Robin Fab. One's German, one's French. And man, they, they've got the moves down. They've got, they, they got them to where they look like them. It's just amazing what they do in these movies when these biopics, but I love biopics. I love, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of my all time, all time favorites. And it's just amazing what they do with these and how they make, uh, how these guys act just uh, the acting looks awesome. It looks like it's going to be a tearjerker. It looks like it's going to be sad. Um, but it, it looks really, really good. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it comes here soon. And that's called Girl, You Know It's True. That's the name of it from the song. Um, but yeah, it seemed like there was a, something else that I saw besides the Boston. Oh, The Big Swindle is another one. I've watched three episodes of that. And what it is, is each episode's different about a con where someone cons you. I want to do a sh- uh, an episode on this podcast about a con, but I don't know what to do yet. Because that type of crime has always, always interested me. Because it's like, how do people get away with this? And people believe it. Because they've got to be good actors and convincing, I guess. But I've watched three episodes of The Big Swindle. And each episode was in uh, Britain. Uh, I think one was in Scotland. One was in England. So it's British. Uh, I don't know if the whole thing's British. But it's very interesting. So I've only got three... um, episodes in on that so that was the one I was trying to think of oh boy okay that's all for today everybody have a wonderful week one more week and we are going to be almost into Christmas Eve so um everybody have a wonderful week I'm going to try to get I'm working on the next Patreon and Spotify subscription episode and it's a big one and it is a good one and I've been wanting to tell it uh, based on a movie If anybody's interested, it's $5 a month, Patreon or Spotify subscription, either one, $5 a month, you get all of the bonus episodes and all of the ones that's on there right now that's been on there since September. I do three a month, so there's probably about 10 or 11 uh, bonus, maybe 10 bonus episodes on there right now, Um, so just to let everybody know, and my bonus episodes are from everywhere, not just the Midwest, they're from everywhere. I do a, a movie based on... Uh, ones that movies are based on serial killer a few serial killer ones I don't like to do the real real common ones I mean I could maybe if anybody requests one I could but I like to do ones that are kind of forgotten about or that are overshadowed by other ones that a lot of people don't know about because there's so many victims out there and a lot of people have never heard of the cases and that's why I'd like to get those told so everybody have a wonderful week beautiful sunny weather here hope your weather's good for December and I will see you next time